Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. <laughs> We're laughing because Jeff is supposed to do the intro because he said he would. Uh... Because we're supposed to be shorter tonight, so Jeff's like, I'm going to do the intro tonight, and then we won't talk for so long. But he, but as soon as he hits start, he chicken out. It's like, no, nah, I don't want to do the intro. So this is the intro. We are the Hit Factor Podcast, coming at you strong from Ada, Oklahoma. Jeff's drinking some, mm, let me guess, I think you have some Kentucky Spirit. Oh, it's early times. Oh, early times. Oh. Another good one. I spotted him by. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have. I have. I'm. I'm. I'm a little kid tonight. I got my milk, milk and cookies before bed. Oh, dude! I slammed a glass of milk right before I came in here because some lady at work brought me some raw milk. She has a milk cow. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I got raw milk right now. It's awesome. So does she like just filter it through a towel or something and call it good? I don't know. Don't care. You just drink it raw. I love it. Raw milk's yeah. good. Yeah. It's very it flavorful. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so we are the factor. We just have Jeff and myself tonight. GM single stack. Mm-hmm. And GM yeah. single stack. Uh, Jeff, you are you are hot and ready training. You're finally back at it solid again. Yeah. I still have a couple of large purchases to make to be like fully ready for the rest of the season, but I am set on a lot of things. So, what are these things are, you have to buy? Uh, I still need to buy like a lot of bullets, and I still need to buy a backup gun. So, oh, I mean, so like right now. I have my gun, and I still have my cracked slide gun that technically still works. So I could take that as a backup gun, but I need to buy a gun, so I still need to do that. Yeah, that seems that'd probably be smart. Yeah, so a couple of big purchases left to make, but uh, I fully plan on making those purchases. You don't have so. a bullet sponsor. No, no. Do you have a bullet sponsor? You holding uh, out on me? No, I got rid of my bullet sponsor, unfortunately. So I got to buy all my bullets now. Which was yourself? Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> myself. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, last week I started shooting. So my new schedule is I'll try to shoot twice a week. Uh, whether that's so I shoot Wednesday nights I've done that for years after work mm-hmm. I go to the range because the range is like it's probably like 10 minutes from my work it's really close okay yeah um, so I get off work I go to the range I shoot for like 45 minutes and then I pack it up and go home usually home by 7 30 I get off at 5 30 yeah. so 
It's not bad. Yeah, so it's quick, quick sesh, get in 200 rounds. Um, so I'll do that Wednesday, and then if I'm going to shoot a match on the weekend, which I might shoot like one local local, like in Ada local, and then one other club match around the state. So like I'm hoping for like two matches a month and then shooting twice a week. That's the plan. So yeah. If I shoot that if I shoot good. on the weekend, like if I shoot a match, I won't shoot Friday. But if I'm not shooting a match, then I plan on shooting Friday mornings because I have Fridays off. So I'll get a Wednesday and a Friday in. I've never done that before, so I'm pretty excited about that, about seeing what kind of results I'll see from that because frequency does a lot for me. Uh, so I'm excited to see what, what it does shooting-wise for me. Yeah, I mean, I think frequency, frequency trumps volume. There's like a there's a balance there. Yeah. Right? Like frequency doesn't tr- trump volume if you go out and you only shoot 50 rounds unless you're Jay. Uh but yeah. you know, he's an aberration. Um well, kind of. I mean, we don't really know what what Jay with plenty of volume looks like. So that's that's actually true. That that's very true. Uh but there's you know there's a at 50 rounds, I, I honestly speak personally, like 50 rounds, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to have enough in that for that to really, like I'm, as much as I don't like it, like I'm not even warmed up after 50 rounds, right? Like you're, yeah. you've shot, you know, you've shot one set of mags maybe depending on how many, how many mags you take. Uh, so but at the other at the other end of the spectrum, like shooting five hundred rounds and doing that all in one session mm-hmm. uh is less valuable than two two hundred fifty round sessions or yeah. or three two hundred or two two hundred round sessions and one hundred round session you know like this that frequency does there's there is value in that and there's a there's a balance there to try to meet for sure, yeah. I really like the, like a 200 round session feels pretty good. It's uh, like depending on what I'm shooting, it could feel like too many rounds or it could feel like not quite enough, which makes me think it's a pretty good number. I think 200, uh, two, I think 200 is a pretty good number for like your normal practice session. I think 200 is like, like 150 to 250. I think that's a pretty good yeah. uh, range to be in. And then I do think there are oftentimes there are values. Like if you're, if you're close to breaking through like a plateau or, or just you're at a plateau and you need to break through it, mm-hmm. uh, then, then that's where you maybe try and if you can get out and get some 400, 500 round sessions, uh, that might help you break through some plateaus that you just in 200 rounds you just don't have the time to get through. Where yeah. every once in a while maybe having a, a longer session uh, could help you do that. And, and not everybody. I know lots of great great shooters that have never shot that many rounds in one at one time. Uh, but for some people, yeah. I think that that can be pretty valuable. Yeah, I feel like when I get up, like kind of like you were saying, over 250. 
close to 300. It's almost it's almost like when I play golf. Like there's just it's not that I'm totally fatigued, but there's enough fatigue that I don't I don't feel like I'm really getting any benefit out of it anymore. Yeah. That's kind of the way I play golf. And I don't play golf very often, but <laughs> usually like like the last couple holes, I'm like it's just a shit show. There's just a, just enough fatigue that I can't hold the technique together. So yeah, I mean it's like shooting a, a match all in one day, right? Like, yeah. you kind of get to the last. It's like the last stage, and you're just like you're kind of depending on how the how the weather is, depending on how the your squad has been, depending on how your shooting has been. Like the last stage is oftentimes, hey, can we get this done? Uh, yeah, and yeah. get out of here. So I, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. Um, but sometimes like, but sometimes you have to get past that. Like sometimes, yeah, I, I do see that. And, and I've, I've seen that in my own practice sessions sometimes like, yeah, that 270 rounds, like 300 rounds. It's like, uh, this is, I'm just repeating the same thing, but then it's, it's like, but I'm going to keep going until I fix it. There's yeah. a, enough mental drive that it's like, no, I want to, I want to try to push past this. And, you know, sometimes that can be detrimental. Sometimes that can be good. And that, that kind of just, uh, something you have to, to mess with, but. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little different for everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to approach it. Oh, for sure. All right. So. For sure. We, we're going to talk about your, your match, right? Yeah, so I ran a match this weekend. Uh, me and my buddy Brett Thomas uh, put on a match here at my range, and just an outlaw match. It wasn't wasn't USPSA affiliated. We had an affiliated club here pre COVID. Uh, back when my other buddy was was shooting a lot, and we would we were having enough matches with enough frequency that we could kind of maintain a an affiliation and now I just can't like, I can't count on that. I can give a match every month. Cause you have to have, you have to meet so many matches a year to maintain your USPSA affiliation. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a number I couldn't, I couldn't commit to. Yeah. And so we, so we, that affiliation has, has gone. So we can't, I can't really do affiliated matches, uh, which is fine. Like it, there's there's some good benefits to that uh and we'll we'll talk about that kind of i think there are some good benefits to being affiliated and there's some benefits to being outlaw um so i i will say it was an absolute beating this match uh we had so i set up i actually have two bays as as people know i set up i have two bays and so we'll set up two or three talk, two or three stages per bay. They're fairly big bays. And so the way I normally do it, like, so the way I did it this time is that I had a forward shooting area that had walls, uh, had a couple walls and some fault lines and you shot the targets forward of there. And then there was a rear shooting area that incorporated a lot of those targets and incorporated those walls, but it was just a separate shooting area. Yeah. And so it was two, two unique stages built on the same, same bay in the same utilizing the same space and that's that's that in itself is challenging because you start like you you build one stage your first stage and you get it all okay this all works fine and and that's hard enough to build one stage and then you 
build another stage trying to utilize how that is set up. And so then you, you start needing to move your original stage, but you can't, so you got to make your original stage work and what your, your second stage is without ruining your original stage. Yeah. And that's tough. Uh, but, but we got it done. Uh, part of the challenge was my wife was actually gone this weekend too. So she left Thursday. So I had the kids by myself the whole, the whole weekend. So that was wow. trying to time it so I could have time to build stages and, you know, feed the kids and bathe the kids and make sure they don't kill each other uh, type thing. Wow. That, uh, so, that sounds like a lot. It was, it was a busy weekend. And then we had, we had 10 shooters, which is a, like, honestly, like that's about, like, that's a great turnout. Like I'm happy. I'm actually pretty happy with 10 shooters. Uh, but seven of them were brand new. Like, wow. There was me and Brett who, who have lots of experience. Uh, there's an older guy who has shot a bunch of locals. I don't, I don't know how many majors he's ever shot, but he's shot a bunch of locals. There was one other guy that has shot like, th- my understanding, he shot like three locals. Uh, and then everybody else was brand new, like brand new, brand new. And is great. Like I'm happy to have them there. Uh, they were all, they were all, you know, good, but man, it's, that is a beating. Uh, cause just, you're explaining everything, yeah. every stage, uh, and you're, you're trying to keep everybody safe. Uh, you're trying to watch for the 180. You're trying to, trying to deal with all of that. And, you know, these people are just kind of, you know, it's just people remember their first matches and it's deer in the headlights a little bit. Uh, and you have somebody like Brett, uh, and myself shoot and it's like oh dang those people go fast and they kind of hit stuff when they go fast right yeah uh there was there were a couple of guys that like and i so i ran the clock for literally every if except for myself i ran the clock for every single shooter yeah uh so that's that's tough um yeah but there are a couple of guys that i mean you see them go to make ready and they're visibly shaking oh yeah like that like this and and they get like even even by the time they finish the stage, right? And this is not just stage one. This is pretty much every stage that they shoot. Yeah. They are they are shaking. Uh, and I had like a, I put a fifty yard target out there, which was <laughs> luckily nobody got super. Luckily nobody got super mad. It was kind of a deal. It's just like one fifty yard is open target is at fifty yards, and I told the guys I said, look, just plan on taking three or four shots at it. If you hit it, cool. Like yeah. if you don't, no big deal. Just move on and go on. Uh, the rest of the stage had a bunch of real close, really close paper. No big deal. Just, uh, just don't mind. Uh, don't bother showing back up. They, you know, <laughs> I was a little worried about that, but none of them took it at least, at least at that time. Cause they're so new. They don't know to expect anything different. Yeah. So like if you expose it to them on their very first match, they just think, Oh, well this is a possibility out here. We're going to have to really, right. really be able to aim. And luckily, Brett and I both got two. We both had really solid hits, so it wasn't like they, they were looking at us and like, "Well, these even these guys can't hit it." Yeah. So luckily, we got we had hits on. I think I fired three times and had three hits. Uh, one was one was sketchy, which is why I fired three times. But <laughs> you know, so like, I, I don't. Hopefully, the difficulty wasn't 
I tried to make the deal. I I tried to rein in the difficulty a little bit yeah. on my stages because I can have some. I tend to be on the more difficult side of things, and I tried to rein it in quite a bit. I didn't use a lot of partials on my stuff, so. But that was it. Was good. It was just a beating. I mean, it was. I got. I got home. I was just tired. I was just worn out. Luckily, my kids. I got home and my kids were napping. Um, half of my half of the match fees that I collected went to pay for babysitters. <laughs> so, but you know, I got to do what you got to do. Uh, wow, that's amazing. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, luckily both kids were pretty much napping when I got home, so I got to chill on the couch for. Like an hour and a half, so that was that was very nice. much needed. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, yes, much needed. Uh, and then, as far as my shooting, like shooting while you're doing all of that is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just really difficult because Brett and I were were first and second to shoot on every stage. We just shot first and second, and then that way we could run and score everybody. Yeah. And so then you're the whole time like you you kind of. You know, the stages I built, yeah, I had a stage plan pretty much already on the ones I built because you know the stage. You built it. And the ones that Brett built, I didn't have as much of a stage plan on. So, you know, you're kind of trying to do the walkthrough, but at the same time, you're asking the brand new shooters, hey, do you guys have any questions? Have you figured this out? And so, yeah, it, it, that was that was hard uh, to shoot, try to shoot well. Um I, I was happy. I shot penalty free. Uh, I shot good points um, for the most part. I had, I, mean, I think I had three deltas. One was on the 50 yard target. So, okay. Uh, and then a couple others sprinkled in there that, you mm-hmm. know, just bad shots, but no penalties otherwise. And I had two stages that I, I shot pr- decently well. Like I felt like I, I stayed disciplined, and then I had a couple of stages that I didn't stay disciplined at all, and those, and you could just tell the difference. So it was it was nice to have like a a stage where I didn't shoot real disciplined, and then the the next stage right after it, I was able to kind of rein it in and and shoot under control. When you, when you say and discipline, so, are you just talking about like side picture discipline, or uh, no, it's. It's more of, for me, disciplined is shooting. I mean, I've kind of explained, I think I've ex- kind of explained this, but it's where I like trust myself better. Like I don't start slapping the trigger real bad. Like I trust that I can prep the trigger on stuff and have good trigger control. And, and yeah, sight discipline is part of it. Uh, but it's, it's kind of my, my, the big, my big mantra for this was to try to be patient while shooting. Mm-hmm. Just try to understand that things take time like even if it's a really up close target even if it's a seven yard open target there's still a certain amount of time that it takes you don't just poke the gun at it and leave like it still takes a certain amount of time and even if you give that time mentally that doesn't actually slow you down so much usually you actually shoot better Mm -hmm. but it feels like you're taking a lot of time oh yeah yeah is that like so, so it's, you know, that we talked about with Ozarks that I just felt like I was rushing a whole lot. Like I was just trying to rush through everything mm-hmm. and then you end up making a whole bunch of mistakes and you, you don't shoot very well that way. So it was yeah. just, it was trying to convince myself to just be patient. 
part of that sight picture, part of that's yeah. like it takes time for the trigger to go off, yeah. right? Like your brain says shoot, and there's actually there is a slight delay whenever your brain recognizes, hey, I can shoot now between when you actually shoot. Uh, there's there's a delay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very extremely small, right? But there is still a little bit of a delay, and you don't need to rush that. Like you can, what that delay is, you can let that delay be there, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. So trying to convince myself to do that, I, I think that's something you probably do. Like you get into a match scenario and you almost do that uh, naturally. Just like you tend to, like you're gonna, you're gonna more, you would tend to over aim more than you would to rush a shot in a match. Yes, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm the I'm the opposite of that. Whenever I get like in match stress. Yeah. So like if I'm out of practice, like my hits won't really be any worse. Like maybe, maybe a little bit, but not really, but I'll just be way slower just because, uh, yeah. everything's like my brain's just not working as fast. It's not, uh, it's not lubed up, I guess for, for those skills. So when I'm in practice, it's like the same stuff just happens faster. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like to, I don't tend to slow down. So you just go the same speed. Uh I mean mentally I feel like I have to go that speed at least and so but but it doesn't end up being any faster. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I'm going fast when I'm doing that. I'm just making a whole bunch of mistakes. Like I'm trying to grab a mag out of my pouch way too fast, right? Like I'm yeah. trying to reload way too fast when you have 10 steps to make and you try to slam a Right. You don't intentionally, but you try to slam like a sub second load when you have tons of room to make that to make that reload, right? right. Yeah. That that kind of gotcha. thing. Uh, so that was that was my biggest goal of of this match shooting wise was just try to be patient, and I was able to do it on a couple stages. So yeah. given all the distractions, I'm I'm okay with that. So like, we weren't really gonna get into this, but if you're shooting. And you slow down, like you're you're extremely patient because you're you're not practiced up, and you do that, and it's slower. But it like it wasn't a total shit show. Like, how do you feel about that? You mean like mentally? How what does my self image feel about being slow but hitting stuff? Yeah, if like you're out of practice and you just. Like basically, if you shot like I like I shoot when I'm out of practice, and it's like it's just slower, and like that doesn't feel great, but it wasn't a shit show. Like, how do you feel about that? Well, when I'm out of practice, it it is like it's not just that I go. It's not for me. Like practicing up doesn't mean that I just get faster. Like everything deteriorates. But haven't you? Surely you've shot a stage that was just like just a little too slow like it was just slow because you oh, need to practice yeah. but it, well, other than that it wasn't a total shit show yeah i mean it's in, to me that's incredibly frustrating yeah. because it's like i had zero ch- there was no chance to win to like win or do well at this stage like if you're like if you're just like three seconds off the page like you shot you shot quote unquote yeah. well like you hit stuff and no makeups on steel, but you're just three seconds off the pace just because you're freaking slow. It's like, well, that 
that's kind of pointless because there's you have no chance of winning there. I will say right, like that's that. Will, that's that's mentally how I yeah. How I react that I will it. say that result will make you feel more like washed up old news. Uh, that's like kind of what it makes you feel like if and you show up and like it's a pretty good run, but it's just like too damn slow. Everyone else is like multiple seconds faster. It's like, yeah, hmm, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That that doesn't feel good. I've I've felt that a lot of times in my career at, for when I've been practiced up, not just like when yeah. I'm like rusty and stuff. I've, I've felt that when I'm very practiced and yeah. uh, think I shot a stage half decent and yeah, it's, it's not half yeah. decent. I mean, I think everybody does that. Oh yeah. I mean like that, you know, you don't, you just don't lay it down super efficient every run. Even if you're shooting well, you don't, yeah. every run's not going to be great. I've also had runs at nationals that didn't feel like super special, like they felt solid, but I thought, I mean, like Nash had a, my first stage of the match at nationals last year. I thought it was, I thought it was like, yeah, it was a solid, it was a good start to the match. I was like, I'll be at like 90% mm-hmm. of, of the stage winner on that, but it's not nothing special. And the match finishes and it was, I was second at like 98 and a half percent or something like that. I think Nils was the only one that beat me, so I don't even count that as basically, yeah, basically I won. Win. If I beat everybody besides Nils, then basically yeah. I won that stage. Uh, you know, so like that, you just can't trust that feeling. Yeah. I guess is, and that's the hardest thing to convince. Your, uh, that's the hardest thing for me to convince myself of. Yeah, is that I can't trust that feeling. Um, yeah, I agree. You just gotta. You just gotta train hard, trust the process, and then on game day, you just gotta trust that the work was put in and try to ignore those emotions. Yeah, for sure. And and for me, like I need to. My goal is because it even local matches that stress gets replicated, uh, and so I'm gonna try to. I'm just gonna try to find more ways this year to be in competition with other people of just so that I can get more rehearsals at that. So, you know, last year shot zero local matches. Yeah. Just cause I didn't have it. I didn't have the capacity to put them on myself. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I had, I shot zero local matches last year. And so that's really hard. If you're first, like if you're competition requires practice too, I think. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, zero locals. Man, yeah. I wonder how many people do that. Probably not many. Well, you know, I don't know. That's actually a good question. Hit us up. If you shoot nothing but majors, we want to hear how that goes Just for you. Just show up and lay it down at majors. I wished I could. Obviously, I, that didn't work for me last year, so I don't. I need to try to not do that. I need to try to shoot some locals and get, uh, get some of those bugs worked out outside of matches that i actually care about yeah i think the locals helps i do if yeah. if nothing else it helps you get your rhythm like your your routine right like when you're when you're in the hole like you have your mental process that starts and you like it's where you go and you you put your 
your grip stuff on, make sure you got all your mags, like you get your routine and your process and, and that's kind of where you build that, I think. And then when it comes to like time to perform, you know what you do. So this is, you do it. Yeah. So I think it's, it's good to yep. just shoot some of those and grease that groove. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you know, I think people that, that shoot a bunch of majors, like they get, they kind of get to where they don't shoot a whole lot of locals. And I think that's, I think that can be good. If you're shooting yeah. 12 majors a year, then yeah, yeah you, you're in competition enough as is. And that's kind of where I was yeah. a few years ago. Like I was shooting that many. So I, you know, if I shot a couple locals, okay, that's fine. But then that changed where I couldn't, I couldn't travel and couldn't shoot as many majors. And it's taken me a little bit to readjust to, okay, I, I'm mm-hmm. not, it's, it's taken me a while to figure out how to, how to try to perform and still trying to figure out how can I perform with my training and prep and matches looking yeah. different. Yeah, Having kids basically. How do, how do I, how do I perform? Yeah. After you're trying kids? to find a new, a new thing that works. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Um, so, but the, you know, the other conversation that I think is interesting around this is the, it, it was an outlaw match. And so, you know, with all of the, I don't know if it's, I don't know if there's a big, but there is a, there's a bit of a push and a big of a murmur going around. Like, is it worth being affiliate, even affiliating with USPSA? Like what value do we have by being affiliated with USPSA other than we get to pay them, uh, activity fees. So I think it's $3 per shooter. Like if you're an affiliated Matt club, I I think it's last I saw last I remember was like $3 a shooter, um, which pays for you know, classifier system and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I, and I think there's, I think there's, I think there's pros and cons to both. You know, the, one of the nice things that I was able to do with, with being a, an outlaw match is I just, I just created four divisions because mm-hmm. I, I, and ended up, you know, with people that are brand new, they don't, they don't know what their division they need to go in or anything. So I just created four divisions that would cover any gun that anybody yeah. brought. So that was open. So basically if, if somebody showed up with a, you know, they, now they have gun, factory guns out now with, with comps on yeah. the slide, right? Uh, you know, so they have, or magwells or something like that. So that we can, we can put them in open, uh, limited, which ended up being a bunch of, a lot of people were in limited just because they had yep. their Glocks. You know, they had like two or three mags and it's like, yeah, just load your mags up. You'll shoot in limited. You're, that's perfectly fine. I had a slide mounted optic yep. division. it's just because there's a lot of slide mounted optic guns out. And then I just had a low cap irons division. So if somebody, you know, I had, there was a girl that actually showed up and was shooting single stack and I was shooting single stack. So then we shot, we shot in there. Um, And that was it. Those are the four divisions that will cover for a local match. That'll cover anybody that wants to shoot. I did not allow PCCs because this is a handgun match. (laughs) Uh, It's a handgun sport. Uh, PCCs can get their own sport. Uh, we don't need you. We don't need rifles at pistol matches. <laughs> Jeez, is that controversial? I don't oh, know if it's really even controversial. I think I think you're just <laughs> got a stick up your ass. 
I feel like I feel like I could. There's a chance I could run a successful presidential campaign based on that topic alone. I don't think so. I no, mean, maybe not. I would love for you to try. That's okay. Though. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even get the. I probably wouldn't even get the requisite number of signatures. Uh, but that's okay. But so, but there were, you know, there were, there were lots of things that we could do. Uh, you know, coaching, coaching while they're while they're running a stage, which is a level one exception that you can kind of do it, but you don't you don't see that really uh, at level ones. It was just it was nice that we can do stuff like I was able to just say, "Hey, you cannot shoot this steel. You have to shoot this target from this spot." which saves me a bunch of setup time. Like I, I could have done oh, all the setup yeah. to, to set up a couple of walls and a couple of barrels to block it so that this was the only position that you oh. could shoot it from. But in an effort, just, just for to make setup easier and quicker, I could just say, this is the only place yeah. where you can shoot this from. And so, you know, there are, there are benefits there to that. Uh, I don't have to run a classifier, which is, Honestly, is that a nice, requirement? Like class, uh, if you run a level one, yeah, you have to have a classifier at it, as far as I know. Huh. Okay, I have no idea. I don't run matches. Um, yeah, uh, I somebody may correct me on that. Um, that was my understanding, and maybe that was a thing, maybe it's not a thing, but I pretty, I think it is. That you have to have a classifier, um, but maybe not. I could be wrong. The the reason why my understanding, the reason how it used to be a thing, because that was how they got their activity fees. You paid, you paid an activity fee for every classifier score that got submitted. Right. This was pre practice. This was pre practice score because that was the only scores they ever saw was yeah. through paper. Right. Any other score that wasn't that they didn't get through classifier, they didn't know mm-hmm. anybody shot anything. Once practice score become a thing and you're an affiliated club, they go do, they just go look up your club and whoever shot the match, however many people shot the match, that's what you have to pay for your, that's at least that's my understanding of how that works. Again, somebody may correct us on it. Um, you know, it, it, it did allow us to be, a little bit more lenient on this is this may sound terrible. This this we have we had seven brand new shooters. Uh, there there were a couple of guys that that we stopped for mm-hmm. DQ issues, and at a USPSA match, I have to send them home. At being an outlaw match, which which doesn't like we have to we, we DQ people and send people home as a safety precaution to people yeah. keep people safe. But at the same time, if you DQ like somebody who's a brand new shooter, and they break the 180, and you just DQ them, stop, go home, like they don't get a chance yeah, to fix yeah. it. Like they have to go home, and maybe a month later, if or you know if they have another match in yeah, a month, because where I live, back. it's or they just don't come back, right? Like that's I mean that how often has that that has happened? Yeah. Tons of times, right? Because uh, they're embarrassed or they're mad or whatever, yeah. And so being outlaw, it does give you a chance to stop them 
fix it and say, okay, shoot this Mm -hmm. again. And so that, you know, that is, that is something that you can do as an outlaw match. Uh, So that's, that is a, that's a positive thing. Um, Those are, to me, those are a lot of the positives of, of doing an outlaw match. Being affiliated with USPSA, uh, there's a lot to said that it's, all you get out of that is a classification system and the classification system isn't great. Like it's pretty, it's flawed. It's very flawed. It's actually pretty, it's for the most part, it's fairly accurate as far as identifying who good shooters are. Like it, it does a pretty good job of that for the most part. Um, it's, it's very flawed. I'm not, I'm not saying it, it can't be better, but but you do get more from USPSA than that. You you do get like using their rule book, using their scoring system. One, it, it makes it easier versus trying to come up with your own your own scoring system yeah. or your own yeah. your own rules. Uh, like they they have done that. And and the other thing that it does for you as a as a match director as an RO, it, if somebody is if they are do need to be there is a safety violation they do need to be dq'd it doesn't it doesn't end up being on you it's simply a look here's yeah. the rule this is this is the rules that we're running this match under here's the rule i'm sorry i have to dq you and it and it doesn't have to be a, a me versus them it's just these are the rules and and this is these are rules we have to we have to uh, abide by and so Either if you're going to run outlaw, you're either just going to steal their rulebook, the USPSA rulebook, and just say we're going to use their rules and use their intellectual property, and and run a match based off of that, or we're going to take the time to come up with our own rulebook, and most likely it's probably not going to be super complete, <laughs> like it's not going to yeah. be super comprehensive, if you try to come yeah. up with your own rulebook, and you also get so a new division every other year. You do, you do get that. That's, that is the thing. Uh, so that, I, yeah, that to me, that is a bit of a drawback. It, you know, I only had four and a lot of people, they didn't sign up online because they're like, I have no idea what, what gun I'm, what division I'm supposed to be in. I was like, yes, yeah, that's no problem. We can just, we can put you in one. And honestly, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. 10 of us total. It's not like you're you're just competing, you're just competing, uh, and if you have no idea what the different rules and different guns, how they compare against each other, you know it doesn't really matter yeah. too much at that point. But you go ahead and have them. Um, but it, I mean, yeah. So so there's that. I, I think there's plus and minuses to to being outlaw and to being. To being USPS affiliated with USPSA, you know, if I had a if I had a club that met ten months out of the year, and we had we had a, a big enough club where where there were other people that could help run it and help do and all that sort of stuff, I would be I would have an affiliated yeah, yeah. club. Um, personally, that's that's how I would do it. But but there are there are some advantages to just doing outlaw. Yeah, I mean, Outlaw gives you some freedom. All all of my locals, like here in Ada, locals are 
just little outlaw matches, and they run them on three different weekends. Like, you can shoot three, uh, two to three. If there's a fifth Saturday, you get three. Because uh, we have one guy that he runs a USPSA-style outlaw match every fifth Saturday. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he runs a few of them a yeah. year. Uh, and then we do like a first Saturday and a fourth Saturday, I think. But, I mean, those matches, they change every few months. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's one of the deal about Outlaws. Like, you, you don't really know what you're showing up for sometimes because, uh, you know, one one week it might be 22 only pocket carry steel challenge oh geez oh wow and the next time the next time you show up and yeah i'm like that was an actual one it's pretty fun but so they're just running some sort of match every every first and fourth saturday yeah yeah (laughs) well yeah one of them is is like that they'll like change it every every few months so kind of change it around it'll be It'll be 22s only, or it'll be pistols only, no rifles. I like that. Uh, it'll be no holsters. Everybody starts low ready, no matter what you're shooting. Uh, it'll be, and then one of them is like steel challenge, but every other month it's i Oh my <laughs> <And> gosh. Then... <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's both a pro and a con of, of outlaws that it could be a completely different match every other month and you don't really know what you're showing up for. I just like around here, I just show up with the same setup every time and I'm like, can I shoot this? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay, let's go. Have they ever told you no? No. Oh, no. No, if it's like, cause there's lots of times it'll be like, okay, it's 22 only conceal carry. Uh, steel challenge and I'll be like well can I shoot my 40 from the holster <laughs> like yeah sure <laughs> who can seal carries a 22 uh, one of the guys locally he does or he did I don't know if he still does he used to carry like three of them <laughs> one yeah, is you nine. know those little tiny uh, those little tiny 22 revolvers yes the really tiny ones yes yeah, he would carry like three of those, like two in the belt and one in his shoe or something. Yeah, so so he shot those. Dude, those are pretty fun. Uh, and then he was carrying those little uh, Beretta Bobcats for a while. Uh-huh. He would carry like two or three of those. Yeah, those are cool too. So since one guy so, carries tiny miniature 22s, y'all are going to have yeah. a match dedicated solely to 20, to miniature 22s? Hey. He's the one out there setting everything up. He can run whatever he wants. Oh, that's yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, it, that's kind of. I mean, it sounds like a fun club, honestly. Like it's a club that's just having like activities. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. It's just there's just always something to shoot. They're pretty consistent. Like you can go shoot multiple weekends every month. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I still really want to put on some NRL 22 matches uh, with like a bonus carry gun side stage, like pistol side stage. 
but it's just another yeah. it's just another match to put on on another weekend and so maybe I'll get it done at some point actually I'm I'm short I'm waiting on some mags for my 22 rifle to come in stock I've only got one mag and so that would be it I need a I need at least one more mag so yeah, I'm, I aren't too much with one mag yeah I I think those uh, okay those matches are like I think you need to be able to do have fifteen rounds for a stage. But yeah, I've never shot one. We we did not finish this in thirty minutes. No, I told you. I tried. You talk too much. Like I tried. You talk too much. I tried. I really did. You just you get going and. You just go. I know. That's that's why you're so great at podcasting, I Jeremy. I don't I don't know if we would call it great. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, okay. Finish things out. Today's episode is still brought to you by Shooters Connection. So thank you, Shooters Connection, for sponsoring today's show. Use the link in the description to go to Shooters Connection website and purchase everything for your shooting needs. Shooters Connection. Sponsors a lot of matches for USPSA and all the shooters around the country. So they're a big supporter of the sport. The org- they're, uh, the company is run by people that have shot or do shoot competitively. They're doing same-day shipping. And most likely they have what you need is if it comes to... Um, a lot, they have a lot of gun parts. They got... All your your pasters, targets, everything you need to get started shooting. So go check them out, shootersconnection.com. Use the link. Um, second, Patreon shout-out from Jay Headland Shooting. Shout-out to my boy Daniel Hughes with Recoil Built on Instagram. Check him out for all your custom foam insert needs. Awesome products and extremely secure designs. Nice. Damn, that's a good shout out. Yeah, I actually need to get that. I need to get some. I need to get some foam cutouts, some custom foam cutouts, like for my business guns. I've been I've been slacking oh, yeah. on that front. Man, there's some really cool cases out there nowadays that people like do, and I need to I need to get on that. I mm-hmm. just I just haven't. Yeah, you need to start doing. Like the the custom built boxes for your builds, dude. Like the wooden ones. Like, yeah. So, I used to follow this guy on Instagram that actually made handmade tobacco pipes. Yeah. I think I still follow him, but his wife would make a custom box for every pipe that he made, and then they would ship them together. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, team team effort on stuff like that I, I mean that'd be great if my wife would do that but unfortunately it would like yeah. i don't know if i can make as much money uh making wooden boxes as building guns <laughs> and then the problem is like okay like i i intend for my guns to be used and shot not just like stored and displayed in a box so then like you you, like, you spend all this time and you make a really nice box and i i have the woodworking skills i could do that yeah, and that'd be cool and yeah. all, but then it's like, what do you do with the box after you, like, you actually, once you start carrying the gun and shooting the gun, then you just got this box, and it's just, what do I do with this thing? You just throw what it. What do you mean, what do you do? It's, 
you custom built box from Jeremy Reed. You cherish it forever. <laughs> it could be so. an upgrade for you. It could be a feature on on your list of of things that you offer. Custom built box. Ex- extended wait time is eighteen months. You know, uh, for that. I'll be honest. Like the the clients and this. Oh, I shouldn't say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. It's too late. I shouldn't say things like that. Okay. I'm not going to. I will make you. Yeah. That'll go on the Patreon. If the Patreon page on the Discord, I'll say what I was was gonna say on there. Oh, okay. Secrets. <laughs> okay. When do we shoot against each other next? Is it Area Three? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So is it just Area Three and then Single Stack Nationals and Ipsic Nationals? Did you sign up for that one? I'm signed up for Ipsic. I can't sign up for. Oh yeah, Ironside Nationals. USPSA. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You can't sign. It, General admission or general signups for that isn't till July, I think. That's great. I think it's like late June. I think it's like June twenty second or something. Okay, so yeah, I mean that that makes somewhere like that. Yeah, but yeah, that's anyway, I find that's that incredibly frustrating. More matches before Area Actually. Three. I'm gonna go shoot some more matches, but. I have Wyoming governors. I have Wyoming governors match. In July before Area 3. Oh, and I have the Clovis Good. match. I have this match in Clovis the week before Area 3. You could come shoot that. You can stay at my house. I could. I probably won't. No, I won't. I can't do that. Whatever. It'd be fun, though. You tried. I tried. Okay, well, that was a good 30-minute recording. Yeah, I'm glad you guys made it through this. This actually is one of our shorter podcasts, so I'm I'm happy for that. So that's good. And it's before ten here, so we should be able to get to bed and and uh, be able to work out and not affect that tomorrow morning. Yeah, we'll make it happen. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace.